0: You are listening to the Mile Straight podcast. For more information on Mile Straight or to watch a video version of this podcast, visit www.milestraitbc.org. The speaker for today is our senior pastor, Tom Goss. Well, good morning and welcome to Mile Straight. Glad you're here today. In your bulletin, you will find a study guide that you may or may not need today. Uh, I'm not sure at this point. Last Sunday, just to explain a little bit, last Sunday I interviewed my dad and as we were walking through the events that are taking place in his life right now and in our family, uh, we brought out the fact that 10 days before that interview uh, he had been told by the oncologist that he has cancer and if he doesn't take the chemo he has about nine months left to live and we also talked about how three days before that interview my mother f- fell in the house broke her broke her leg and I had surgery the following day and then developed pneumonia in the hospital so there was a lot going on a lot of uh, a lot of things that were really fresh and really really still working that I didn't even realize I expected to make it through that discussion quite easily and found that it wasn't quite that easy and so as a result I didn't get to tell you everything I wanted to after the interview There were some things I wanted to share with you and uh, so as I thought about it this week I uh, came to the realization that God was kind of urging me to go back to that it's stuff that's really personal for me and uh, just things that I have I've come to realize through this process and just how God has blessed and worked so wonderfully in our behalf and so I just want to take a little bit of time it it may take five minutes it may take our whole time I really don't know how this is going to go so we'll just see so you may end up needing your study guide you may not that's the reason I said that so as we've gone through this process uh, I know that for my brothers and sisters and rest of my family we all feel the same but I'm not going to try to talk on their behalf this morning. I'm just going to talk for me. How God has worked in my life. And what he's done for me. And uh, one, of the, one of the things that's come out. Is how good God has been to us. Through this whole process. Um, now I know maybe you're thinking. How in the world could you say that God has been good. When, when all of this tragedy. All of this hardship has come into the family and and yet I can tell you that God has has proven himself over and over and over again as we have walked down these roads and I want to just share with you some of the things and some of the ways in which God has blessed our family if you would allow me that opportunity in fact while there's a number of ways that I could point out there's just two that I'll draw out this morning number one is that what I've come to realize is that we have a much larger family than most people now if you know anything about my immediate family my extended family you know that we have a fairly large family I have two brothers two sisters and we all have kids most of us have grandkids and so when we get together for Christmas or Easter everybody's together then uh, we fill a house We have a big family. But I'm not talking about necessarily that family. That family has been a big blessing. It's been really neat to know that we could depend on each other, that we could, you know, just rely on each other through this process. But what I'm really talking about in this particular blessing is you. I'm talking about our church family. It's been really exciting, it's been really encouraging, it's been really motivating to see how you rally around people who are hurting to know that you're praying for us i was reading uh, Cindy Wolf's post on facebook how they're with her mom and and here it is the coming near the end of her life and they're there around the clock with her and she said in her post we can li- we can literally feel the prayer of, of our church family and others who have seen her post and have been praying for them. You know, there was a time in my life when people would say that and I would think, okay, maybe, maybe not. Maybe there's something to that. Maybe that's just emotions. But through this process, it has become so real to feel the prayer of people who love us, who are concerned about us. To know that there are people who, who are actually spending time in their day to pray for us. We can feel that. We can feel it in the way that we've been strengthened. We can feel it in the way that we've been comfort, comforted through the process. Um, it is truly amazing to know that God is responding to the prayer of His people. And, and how God is at work in this process. Teaching us. And. Allowing us to to feel that love, to feel that atmosphere of concern and compassion. It's been a really, really exciting thing. This past Wednesday, not really intending to go this direction, the discussion got off on um, something similar to this, how we are to encourage one another, how we're to strengthen the church. And Mrs. Turner brought out a verse that uh, the Apostle Paul wrote where he said we are to stir up one another to good works we are to to motivate to excite to encourage one another to do that which is good and I can tell you through the experience of the last now two and a half weeks you have done exactly that in my life you have so encouraged me. You have so motivated me to do good works. Uh, and it, when I say that, here's what I'm talking about. Because I have seen it now in action. Before it was something that maybe I was part of to some degree, it was something that I'd heard other people talk about, but now I have experienced it. Now I've been on the other side of it and experienced that in a much larger way than I have ever done before what it's encouraged me to do what it's motivated me to do is to be that person who's there for others in bigger ways than I've ever done before to be that person that's not there only as a pastor but that person who's there as a friend be that person who is there with love and concern and compassion in such a way that that it makes a difference in people's lives you have motivated me and I just want you to know I appreciate it not only that but I feel that that this is going to shape our church in ways that maybe we haven't thought about in recent years I I think that because of the experience I've had because of the love you've shown the compassion excuse me and the prayer that you've put toward our situation in calling out to God on our behalf has caused me to want to teach and to lead us to do more in these areas as well. Caused me to want our church to be that place that makes an impact in our community. Caused me to want to be that person that leads us to where people in the community are saying things like whether in jokes... Uh, whether they're joking about it, just trying to make light of it, or they're serious about it, to say, "Well, let me tell you something. If you want to feel loved, you go to Mile Straight. Those people are going to love you, regardless. They're going to love you in a way that that you didn't know possible. They're going to show that they care about you. They're going to show that they're concerned about you, and you're going to know that from the very minute you walk in the door." What an incredible outcome to such a dark situation this would be if we as a church would just say okay I have been motivated I have been encouraged I have been inspired and therefore I'm gonna step out and do what's necessary to extend this type of love to anybody who comes in our church can you imagine the revolution that would take place can you imagine what would happen in our own lives as we love people the way Christ loves us? And can you imagine what would happen in their lives? People who've never been to mile Strait before come in the door and they know that we care about them. People getting out of what's comfortable, stepping out of that which is easy, and going and making someone know that they're glad they're here people who come in the doors with burdens and problems on their heart all of a sudden are feeling the love of people who have experienced it themselves and now are extending it and it makes a difference in their lives my prayer is that God will revolutionize our church that you inspiring me will in turn inspire us to even greater deeds for Christ to even greater deeds for the people in our community to express and to show a love like we have never done before. And so the blessings I've seen through this, number one, is that is that we have a much bigger family than I thought. We have a much bigger family, and I am so grateful for this family. Number two, the second thing that I would tell you is that I've come to realize that we have a much bigger God than a lot of people do we have a much bigger God than a lot of people do now the reason I say it like that is because I believe there are people who in times of difficulty in times of problems they put their faith and they put their hope in their bank account they put their faith and their hope in their their possessions in their their power in their position in their prestige they put their hope and trust in things that they think will carry them through but the problem is, those things are not necessarily dependable. Uh, we've, most of us, have gone through times when we've seen the stock market tank, when we've seen the the uh, the economy go south, and we know that sometimes the bank account, the possessions, the prestige, the power, the position, all of these things, are are connected in a way to where if one of these factors drop off the charts then everything else begins to hurt. And so when we put our faith and our trust and our hope in our finances and all of a sudden the market turns south, then we realize that wasn't a very profitable place to put our trust and our hope. But the blessing of knowing God. The blessing of having experienced His goodness and His kindness. The blessing of having read His promises. The blessing of having seen in His Word where He promises, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you extends beyond what our economy can do, extends beyond what our political environment can accomplish, extends beyond what our power and our prestige and our bank accounts can do for us because he is not affected by our economy. He is not affected by our political environment. He is not affected by what my boss may or may not do. He's not affected by where my stock may or may not go. But He is, in fact, the one who controls it all. What a blessing it is to be able to place my faith in the one who is unchanging. To be able to put my faith and my trust and my hope in the one who will never forsake me. When I read those verses that say that in the Bible, and there are a number of those, it's so comforting to me to find that there's no, there's no qualifications upon that if I am his child, if I'm part of his family, if I love him, then I have the sweet assurance that God will never leave me and he will never forsake me. He doesn't say, I will never leave you, I will never forsake you, well, unless cancer comes, because then that's kind of out of my control and, and, and that kind of messes up my plan and I really don't know what to do with that. <laughs> no, he's still there. He's still guiding. He's still controlling. He doesn't say, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you unless you rebel against me. Unless you turn your back on me. It's interesting. It doesn't mean that if we rebel against God or we do what the Bible calls sin against God, that that there won't be consequences to those actions. We know there will be. And we know that in the process, God may discipline our lives in order to bring us back. But the complete assurance we have, the closer we get to God, the more we know Him, the more we understand that everything He does, whether that be disciplining us, whether that be allowing the, the result of our sin and our rebellion to come back on us, everything He does is intended For the good of those who love Him, those who call according to His purpose. I tell you, I've been so blessed to see God at work in this situation. Yeah, my mom's doing a little better, she's getting stronger, but, but I'm not even talking about that. I'm just talking about watching God work. And it brings me to a little bit of what I was able to communicate last week. I finally got to the place last week where I just stopped because uh, the words weren't coming out. Uh, It was more emotional than I expected, and I just turned it over to Mickey uh, because it it wasn't happening. But one of the things that did come out is that I believe God blesses us most through what He does in our lives in order for us to be able to know Him more. In order for us to be able to know Him. I think sometimes we take for granted the fact that we can know God. I think sometimes we take for granted the thought that that God wants us to know Him. That He creates situations like the one that our family is in right now. So that we can know Him more. I know that sounds almost heartless. Sounds almost cold to say... God allows you to go through these things just so you can know Him. How cold is that? And yet, what I've come to know is that the closer I get to God, the closer I know Him, the more intimate the relationship becomes as far as an understanding of who He is, as far as a knowledge of what he's promised and an experience of how he fulfills those promises time and time and time again. It has brought me to a more secure place in this situation. It has brought me to a more established place. Because my hope is not in what a doctor can do. My hope is not in what is in the situation of my dad. He's, he's on this whole food diet and and it's determined to extend his life. Statistics show that there's a really good chance that it may, it may help his cancer, if not do away with it. And that's incredible. That's wonderful. But my hope and my faith is not placed in that. It's placed in something that is far greater. It's placed in the one who has proven himself Trustworthy. It's placed in the one who has proven that he will never leave me. He will never forsake me, just like he said. It's placed in the one who said, all things work together for the good of those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. All things work together for good. All things work together for good. And yes, it's true. I don't understand how my dad having cancer is somehow for my good I don't understand that and to be honest with you I don't really like that but my knowledge and my trust of God goes beyond my understanding it goes beyond my ability to like or dislike because I've experienced the goodness of God to such a degree that I know beyond any shadow of a doubt, and even though I can't understand how it's somehow good for me, it certainly is. It's the best thing that could possibly happen. Once again, I understand that sounds a little cold, I understand that sounds a little heartless, but I can assure you, because of the way that I have been able to know God blessing he's extended to give me that opportunity it has begun to change how I pray instead of praying just cut and dry God I want you to heal my dad I'm still praying that and I'm still praying but God we want your will done but even beyond that what I'm saying is God what I really desire is that through this situation You will allow me to know you to the depths that you desire for me to know you. So then I'm not asking that you shorten the process. Now I can be honest here and say that that's always been my prayer. I'm the kind of guy that likes it fixed right now. I'm impatient. I, I don't like to deal with trouble. And so when I pray, my prayer has always been, God, just fix it. Just fix it. But God has brought me to a place to where I understand what a joy it is to know him what a blessing it is to deepen that knowledge of him and as a result my prayer is now God take me to that place help me to get there help my family to get there as an extension help my church family to get there help us to grow In your knowledge And so what am I praying for us as a church Even as Daddy mentioned last week One of the things that We both have a desire As pastors of the church We both have a desire That That we as a church Grow in this time That this isn't just something that blessings and benefits come out of for us as a family, but that God reveals Himself to us as a church. That God develops and grows us, that God equips us and prepares us for what is next. As we get closer and closer to pray and go, the opportunities to show the love of Christ to people in our community is getting even closer. And we're going to have those opportunities in huge ways. Can't wait to see how God blesses this. But what a tragedy it would be if we get those opportunities and yet we're not ready to capitalize on them. We get those opportunities. People come in to our church. People filter in to see what's going on there. Why are these people concerned about me? And we don't reach out to them with the love of Christ to let them know there is something different here. To let them know we're not interested in what you have or what you can give. Because really this is about us and what we can do for you. How we can give to you. How we can bless your life. What a tragedy it would be for God to gift us with people from the community and us not be ready to respond and so we're praying that this will be something that grows us as a church that maybe God has allowed the timing to be just right so that we're better equipped for what's coming over the next three months and so we're praying that as a church we will grow we're praying that as a church we will we will grow in our knowledge of God I want you to know that this to me has become a great priority. And my prayer life will reflect this that I want us to know God. I want us to grow in the grace and knowledge of the goodness of a God who loved us so much. And he gave his son to die in our place. I'm also praying that from this discussion maybe there will be those who who do not know Christ and you say you know what I want to learn a little bit more about that I I want to know a little bit more of, of, of what the Bible says about this whole way of living one final thing I'm praying for those who are going through difficulty We haven't cornered the market on on heartache right now. I know that there are many in our church family who are facing some some very difficult things. And so I'm praying that through this process that that God will, will allow you to understand as well the way He's blessing your life even in this difficulty. That you'll be able to see beyond the darkness. You'll be able to see beyond the pain, the sorrow, the hurt. To see that there is a God that loves you, is concerned about you, and desires for you to know Him. And I can promise you this, and in the middle of heartache, knowing God is that one thing that brings about a peace that passes understanding knowing God is that which enables me to live securely when it seems that the ground underneath is shaken knowing God is that one thing that allows me to stand strongly not that I don't hurt, not that there's not tears not that there's not sorrow that I understand there's a God that I can trust completely who is fully involved in my situation and is fully at work in my situation to bring about that which is best in my life, in my family and in my church. So I'm praying that we get it, that we grasp it, we understand.